0: Thanks so much for joining me today. Today, the title of my message is No More Sorrow, No More Pain. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you so much that you want to be with us, that you want to teach us. You said that when we gather in your name, you are here in the midst of us. And so we just receive you, receive your presence, your revelation knowledge. We just thank you and praise you for teaching us how to live in heaven on the earth. We love you, give you all the praise, all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. So the Lord was speaking to me about no more sorrow and no more pain. And I think that, you know, right away we think about heaven and rightfully so, because there's not going to be any sorrow or pain in heaven. Revelation 21 says, um, John spoke, he said, Then I saw a new sky, heaven, and a new earth. For the former sky and former earth had passed away, vanished, and and there no longer existed any sea. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, all arrayed like a bride, beautified and adorned for her husband. Then I heard a mighty voice from the, from the throne, and I perceived it, its distinct words, saying, See, the abode of God is with men, and he will live in camp tent among them, and they shall be his people, and God shall personally be with them and be their God." God will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall shall be no more, neither shall there be anguish, sorrow, mourning, nor grief, or pain anymore. For the old conditions and the former order of things have passed away. And so, God was talking to me today about living in heaven on the earth. So, we have a glimpse of the new heaven and the new earth, and what Presently, obviously, it takes place in heaven. There's no sorrow. There's no pain. And his kingdom is about love. And so, of course, it's going to be all love. And then God started talking to me about what Jesus said. And Jesus said that we should live in heaven on the earth. When the disciples asked what they should pray, he said, pray that my will be done on earth as it is in heaven, God's will be done on earth as it is in in heaven." And Jesus made that possible and God was showing that to me. I want to read to you again, Isaiah um, 53, verse, let's start with verse 3. He was despised and rejected and forsaken by men, talking of Jesus. A man of sorrows and pains, and acquainted with grief and sickness, and like one from whom men hid their faces, he was despised, yet we did not appreciate his worth or have any esteem for him. Surely as born our griefs, sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses, he carried our sorrows and pains of punishment, yet we ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten, and afflicted by God as if with leprosy. But he was wounded for our transgressions; he was bruised for our guilt and iniquities, and the chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. And when the stripes that wounded him, we were healed and made whole. Verse six: all we like sheep have gone astray and have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has made the Lord has made to light upon him the guilt and iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, yet when he was afflicted, he was submissive and opened not his mouth like a lamb that was led to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shears is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away, and for his generation, who among them considered that he was cut off for the land of the living, stricken to his death, for the transgression of my people to whom the stroke was due. And... He was signed a grave, and we know that, you know, He rose from the dead, and He did all of that for us, yet we go our own way. And I I know that God is saying today that we can live in no sorrow, no pain, no sickness, no disease, because Jesus bore that for us, but we don't. And, you know, we naturally just go to the place where um, we are feeling all those feelings and um, having the pain, the sickness, the sorrow, feeling rejected because we don't understand that Jesus did that for us. So we don't have to live there. We can actually live in heaven on the earth. And that's what God is saying to us today. You know, um, recently I went through some persecution and it was me. It was all about me. And I was feeling bad for myself and God was showing me that we don't have to live in that sorrow and that pain, knowing that Jesus bore that for us. It was already taken care of. And when I walk in faith, when I believe that Jesus did that for me, just like I can believe that I don't have any pain when I have pain, physical pain, I can believe that I don't have any emotional pain when I have pain. It's not denying that it's there, but it's believing what Jesus did, believing that he carried that for you so you don't have to. That's how much God loves us, that, you know, he doesn't want us to stay. Of course, we're going to initially have the emotion, but he wants us to get to the place where we have understanding that was already taken care of for us. We don't have to park there. We don't have to live there. We don't have to wallow in self-pity because Things are already taken care of for us. So the word of God says, for instance, by his stripes, we were healed. So he took those stripes for healing so we don't have to be sick. And even though we're walking through that for a time, if we are believing that Jesus already did that for us, it won't be a very long time. But it takes us a while to get to that place where we have that understanding and we believe that we aren't to have sorrow or pain or sickness or disease. We're not to suffer. Cursed was he who hangs on the tree. He suffered for us. You know, and a lot of people say, well, what about carrying your cross? Carrying your cross is carrying the persecution that Jesus did. You know, when you say you believe, you're just going to be persecuted. When you lived that way, um, When you live his way, you're just going to be persecuted. But you still don't have to carry that persecution. You can be like Jesus is. And um, he carried it. And as we read, he opened not his mouth. And, you know, he had understanding. He had revelation knowledge. And really, that's what God is saying is when you have the revelation knowledge, when you have the understanding, then you're not going to carry that. And he's helped me with that a few times already and keeps bringing back to my remembrance how it can get better and better. We can practice living in heaven on the earth by having a tight relationship with him and not wallowing in pity. I'm remembering um, once he sent me to a church and I was persecuted and left crying and Then he instantly directed me to another church. And I recognized how he wasn't, you know, just going like, oh, honey, you know, that's okay. (laughs) Like the first couple times I was persecuted, I felt um, that he met me more where I was at. But then the more you grow up, the more he expects from you and the more understanding you have. And so pretty much he was saying that's the way it's supposed to be, you know, You know, shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them and move on. So what he's saying is, you know, expect it to happen. They just don't have understanding or they're rejecting me. And, you know, we're we're doing this. You're doing your duty. I've called you to go do this. You do it. And you pretty much do it without um, having too much emotion to waste on it really because you know when when you know the whole picture god knows the whole picture he knows how it's going to turn out he knows how you feel but really we don't live by our feelings we live by faith and so if you're trusting god you're you're living by the word of god and when jesus bore your sickness your disease your sorrow your pain that means you're bored. That means you don't got to stay there. You don't have to um, be sorrowful. And really the way to do that is just to forgive and to move on and to have understanding, to have that wisdom that he gives us. And so we don't have to have our feelings hurt. We don't. We don't have to live in unforgiveness. We don't have to live there, but we live there when we're not connected to him. When we don't have understanding, we go through all the emotions when we don't have understanding, is what he's saying. And when we live with him on the earth, when we live in heaven on the earth, we're going to walk through things so much faster than somebody who doesn't know God. When you get up every day and let God counsel you, you're you're not going to be wallowing in self-pity. You're not going to be staying in one place. You're constantly going to be growing. You're not going to be affected by something that happened to you as a child um, because God heals you every day. Every day when you get his perspective, you get healing. You know, you get on your knees and you come before him and you start telling him this and that and the other thing, and he's going to say the word. He's going to speak the word to you. He's going to give you directive. He's going to give you wisdom and revelation so that you don't stay stuck And that he's going to say, yep, I already took care of that for you. You don't have to stay here. You can move on. You don't have to camp here. You can move on. And he heals that emotion that you're feeling. And so you can move on by your choice. And so we stay stuck because we really don't have the revelation of what's said here. We stay stuck in sickness, disease, and sorrow and pain because we don't have the understanding of how God's kingdom operates. We don't have the understanding that Jesus bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. That means, you know, whatever you're sad about, he already took care of that for you. you don't have to be sad. In fact, he said to be happy to just do everything I tell you to do. So, you know, say for instance, you're sad that, Um, somebody um, somebody in your life maybe went to heaven. They left you. And he's saying, you don't have to grieve about that because they're with me. And you will see them again. And yeah, it feels sad and we miss them. And that's okay to be sorrowful about that, but not for, you know, years and years and years and months and months and months, because we have the revelation knowledge of knowing where they are, and that we'll see them again. And, you know, even having time to do that is really the enemy stealing our time, because we have a job to do while we're here. You know, we're, we're to be representing God. We have a part to do so that everyone can go to heaven. And God wants us to grow up in that. And, you know, the enemy would like us to get stuck in sorrow and pain and sickness and disease. And so, you know, that's why God is saying to live in heaven on the earth, Jesus said, to pray that God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we're to start learning how to live that life of no more sorrow, no more pain. We don't have to be sorrowful and in pain when we have revelation knowledge and we have understanding. Not to say we're not going to have any emotion or compassion. Of course we are. But God is not wanting us to get stuck there, to live there, but to have understanding. And really the only way to have that understanding is to go to Him. To go to Him each and every day and say, what's going on? This is how I'm feeling. This is, this is where I'm at. And what do you have to say about it? How do I get out of this? I know so many Christians talk about walking through a valley and it's like their whole Christian life, they're walking in this valley, this dark valley. And that is not what God intended. He called us to be overcomers, to be conquerors. Jesus overcame for us and we're to walk in his footsteps. And so we don't have to live sick. We don't have to live broke. We don't have to live condemned. We don't have to live rejected. We don't have to live feeling sorry for ourselves. Because Jesus, he, it said he was acquainted with all of that. He did all that for you. He went through what he went through so you don't have to. So you can just be forgiven so you can forgive and move on. And that is exactly how God wants us to live. I want to give you a physical example um, because I know it seems like, you know, well, how am I going to have feelings i'm a human being how you know how how, what does this look like and i just want to give you an example of what it looks like physically and um i i think i kind of did emotionally i mean you go to god he gives you the wisdom and you're like okay so it doesn't hurt anymore because of the, the wisdom and the revelation knowledge that you have that you didn't have before so anyway and um And physical pain, I would like to talk about that. Um, I just want to give you an example of I hurt my toe. I couldn't walk on it. It was pounding. I happened to not have anything in the house for pain. And it was at the end of the day, and I didn't feel like going anywhere because I was in pain, or, you know, maybe I might have. But because I knew another way, because I knew that Jesus bore my pain my sickness, my disease. I said, I don't have any pain in Jesus' name. And God called us to call those things to be not as though they were. He wasn't intimidated by his circumstances. He's not, and he doesn't want us to be. And so that's why he said, you can say what you want. We are made in his likeness, and we can call those things to be not as though they were. And so when Jesus was teaching the disciples. He said, you can say to this mountain, move. And if you believe what you say, it will happen. What you say will happen. And so in the kingdom of God, we have to say the word of God. We have to say what we believe. That's how we overcome. We speak to the mountain. And so I was speaking to my toe when I said, no pain. In Jesus name, I don't have any pain in my toe. I had pain. I was crying as I said it, and I fell asleep saying that, and I woke up with no pain. I don't think it was an hour I was sleeping, and I woke up with no pain because I believed I said what I believed. And so when I said no pain, it didn't happen immediately that I didn't have pain, but I said it, and I believed it, and it happened I was on the treadmill um, one day and I was gonna get on and I used the restroom first and I had blood in my urine. And um, I wasn't overly concerned because I believe God. I believe what the word of God says. And I asked him what the blood was about. And he said, I was passing a kidney stone and it was actually my third kidney stone. And I said, but I don't have any pain. So I knew there was pain to go with that, but I didn't have any pain. And so I asked him, why not? And he said, well, he said, I took the pain for you. Is that okay? And isn't that what we just read? He bore our sickness, our disease, our sorrow, and our pain. Surely he has borne our grief, sicknesses, weaknesses, distresses, carried our sorrows and pains of punishment, yet we ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten, and afflicted by God as if with with leprosy. You know, we do things to ourselves. we get sick by ourselves, hurt ourselves. and uh, you know, so, gratefully so, we should suffer, but we don't, because of Jesus, we don't have to suffer. And so the same thing goes emotionally. When you know that God loves you and He's going to heal you, then you don't have to suffer. You don't have to spend the time. Um, licking your wounds, so to say. You can just get up and go. You can be healed. God is in love with us. He is. And so, you know, I just want to reiterate that for you again. He bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. He said that we should pray that His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And when we have that tight relationship with Him, then... We can have that because we're going to be hearing him talk to us. When you hear him talk to to you, you're in his presence and you're going to have faith. The word is him talking to you and you're going to have faith. And then you can walk in what he tells you. He's so good. He's so in love with you. If you've never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, you can do that. I can pray that with you. He bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. He got on that cross. He shed his blood for you so that you could, so you could be forgiven, so you could be right with the Father, so that you can mess up and just repent of your way and move on. So when you ask him to come live on the inside of you, he does. He's there for you all the time, and you can have a very tight relationship with him just by believing that, that he's there all the time. You can ask him anything, anytime, day or night, and he will answer you. He said, my sheep know my voice. He said, if you obey him, he's going to show himself to you. So when you ask him to come live on the inside of you and you are determined to be committed to him, he's going to help you to do that. You're going to hear him. He's going to guide you. He's going to teach you. Teach you he's going to counsel you. He's going to take away your pain. And he's just going to show you how to live well in his kingdom and prepare you for when you leave here. Would you pray that with me, dear Jesus? We thank you and praise you that you did all that for us. We're asking you to come and live on the inside of us right now and be our God. We thank you that you said the Holy Spirit would be our counselor, a standby, that you would tell us things to come, that you would remind us of the things that you said, and we just receive you right now. We thank you that you're going to do all that for us. We thank you that you bore our sickness, our disease, our sorrow, our pain, so we can live happy all the time. We love you. We praise you. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name. Amen you said that prayer, I'd love it so much if you let me know. And you need to read the word because the word is God. And that'll be him talking to you. And his word will heal you. He sent his word to heal you. No matter what's going on in your life, he wants to heal you. He came that you may have life and have it to the full, John 10, 10. And the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. It. So he wants to steal that word from you. He wants to steal that truth from from you. He wants you to live in sorrow and pain in sickness and disease. You know, he he doesn't want things to be good in your life. He doesn't want you to be happy. And so when you ask Jesus in your heart like you just did, Jesus is going to teach you how to live in that happiness, how to live that abundant life. He is so in love with you. He really is. You are on his mind all the time. So thank you so much for listening today, and God bless you.